Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Everybody ready? Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. Huh? Anybody? Hey, guess what day it is. Oh, come on. I know you can hear me. It's hump day. Woo-woo! Hump day? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Jake Scott with you at Studio 2 at our Vivint Smart Home Arena Carrier Zone Studios. Austin Horton across the glass from me. And safely social distancing from Casa de Monson. The one, the only, Gordon Monson. Gordon, hello. How are you? I am well. How are you, Jake? Oh, I'd be lying if I said I was looking forward to today's show. But I'm doing fine. I'm doing all right. Uh, can I... Start off the show on a on a positive note. Okay. Uh, shout out to the great Craig Bowlerjack for filling in for me yesterday. I actually had a chance, Gordon, to uh, to listen to a bit of the show. Uh, thought Riley Jensen was terrific. Thought the Not Sports Report was not. Uh, but here, here, uh, having Bowler fill in and and listen into the old school big show. I mean, I was just flashing back, man. It was it was great. You guys had a terrific show, and how cool is it to uh, to have the great Craig Bowler Jack fill in for you? Many thanks to uh, to Bowler. That was uh, that was awesome. I was glad I got to hear a little bit of it. Gordon sounded good. Well, I'm glad you complimented the show. I'm glad you complimented Bowler. But uh, why the hatred? Why the hatred for the not sports support? Oh, I just what? I just made a joke. I don't. What was it? You had two things, right? I remember I that. Remember. One was an excuse to make a pun joke. Yeah. And so, and, and the I'm other sure. one wasn't bad. Anyway, well, the other one inspired an insta poll, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. In some way, shape, or form, we did the insta poll on whether or not people like the not sports. Oh, report. that's right. That's right. And they they came through. the The Lakers won. So. It came through favorably. Okay, that's right. Anyway, uh, no, you both those sounded are, good. Those are the people. You guys did amazing shows uh, back in the day, and it was good to hear. Uh, you both uh, back at it yesterday. It was fun. It was fun. We had a good time. And, and Bowler uh, sounded energized. He sounded uh, pumped up. And I think we need to get him in uh, a little more often just so we can burn off that energy. Yeah, he sounded like he was grateful to kind of be out of the house. And, oh, he sounded I, – I heard him talk about uh, going over and checking out the floor and being glad to be back in the back in the arena. So – Cool. When you're staring at an empty floor, itching to, uh, <laughs> it shows you how, how badly some people are missing basketball. Bowler, 
among them. But uh, anyway, it's it was good having him on, and uh, glad to have you back, Jay. Thanks, I appreciate that. It was uh, it was also insightful to hear Bowler describe kind of how the broadcast is going to go. Yeah, with uh, Harpering, you know, all, at home in Atlanta. I mean, that's a tough situation. Yeah. So I, I'm sure it's going to be great, but it's going to be different. I I, I love yeah. that he was talking about uh, how they're going to put the game on the 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 wide screens out there in the arena. What do they call those? You can't call it the jumbotron anymore. What is it? The the flat screen video board. Video boards. There you go. Nailed it. Uh, uh, because I'm going to be in the arena, Gordon. So guess where I'm going to be watching the game? Awesome. On the big screen? On the big screen. That's going to be sweet. That was the first thing that went through my mind when I heard Bowler say that. I was like, oh, cool. That's going to benefit me. Um, but, yeah, the broadcast is going to be interesting, and uh, I, I'm sure those go- those uh, th- those guys are going to do a great job with it. And Locke's going to do a great job on the radio end and excited to be a part of it, Gordon. It's crazy. It's uh, less than a month away now. It is, uh, and we're in July, so it's this month, right? Pretty amazing. If uh, if everything doesn't fall apart between now and then. But, uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, we're all looking forward to uh, to uh seeing what we what we uh what we see for a living and have been without for quite some time now i just wonder you know how widespread uh, this stuff is going to get uh, and whether they can keep that outside the uh the globe uh around orlando and whether they can or can't, or I, I, I don't know. I'm not sure whether people are going to live by the rules or break the rules, or whether they're going to keep everybody safe, or whether they're going to be um, play fast and loose with that. I Really, these are all the questions that we're all asking and wondering about. We don't have answers to yet. The only way we'll know it and, or get them is by watching it happen. Okay, can I ask you a question, actually? And this wasn't the uh, the, the direction we were going to start off, and we'll get to the, the Morgan Scally stuff. But you, what, uh, you're not the only one I've heard uh, express some pessimism that this is even going to happen at all. Did I, I was a little out of pocket yesterday. Did I miss something? What's, what's up with this, this new wave of pessimism? Oh, I just think that news of other players uh, having, having uh, COVID-19 and 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 then the whole idea of what we talked about the day before with uh, players uh, sneaking friends into the uh, into the bubble or leaving the bubble and uh, you know there's security breaches with that stuff based on how how crazy the players want to get that that's the thing about it Jake with, with this particular problem uh that is vexing our country and our world really is you're only as safe as your weakest link. And if somebody on your team decides, you know, I haven't, I haven't, uh, I, I need some, uh, I, I need something that I'm not getting. And so they go out to get it or they bring it in to them. They're putting everybody else at risk. And so you just, you know, you wonder about that. And, uh, and you I, know what? And, and so what? Honestly, they're doing as much as they possibly can with the amount that what they're testing. So what? Yeah. Well, well I, let's the, let's the, instead the of NBA, the NBA is doing what it can, and I've given them credit time and time again. But you don't say so what to a worldwide pandemic that uh, that could end up hurting people. So, I, first of all, I, did you, you know, know that worldwide pandemic is actually redundant? I learned that listening oh. to, to DJ and PK. 
uh, the, this morning. But you, you a know, pandemic is by its very nature worldwide. Correct. An epidemic is. Can local. you have a pandemic that covers half the globe? No, because pan means world. Pan Am. Yeah, there you go. You put that together. So uh, anyway, how, uh, how about half pan? I don't know. I you learned how something. How about pan there. man? <laughs> okay. Pan Am would Pan uh, Man would never catch. I, I more mean Gordon. You know what? If somebody <laughs> if somebody decides to breach security, which it's just wild to me that we're using terms like, you know, like security perimeter and the such when we're talking well, about we're talking uh, we're you know, talking about trying to protect. People, I know, Jake. I know, and and the NBA has gone to great lengths, uh, spending millions of dollars to provide an environment that is as safe as possible and the truth is the safety net in this whole thing is the frequency of the tests that is that is going that is the biggest and most aggressive thing you could possibly do now we can get down into the weeds about playing doubles ping pong and somebody looking for a date uh but the truth is is that the amount of the significant amount of testing is going to be the number one thing that prevents the spread amongst the nba community period and outside of that, you know, we can we can put armed guards on the perimeter if it's that big a deal. But the truth is that they're going to stop it from spreading and they should absolutely plan on some breach of security because I'm not going to lie to you. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. So be as careful as you possibly can. Uh, and, and, you know, let these like Mike Conley is going to have, uh, you know, a baby. Congrats to him. He talked about this today on his press conference right in the middle of this whole thing. And yeah. you know what, Mike, go go see your baby born. You know, you're not in jail when you're in the, bu- the bubble and he's going to have to follow some protocols to come back and would likely miss a couple of games. But good for him. You know, this is the, the, these are still humans and they are still living lives. So then all of that being said. Uh, how much energy and passion should jazz fans put into the whole thing? I mean, why would that I, change? Well, uh, if, if they're all concerned about living their lives too, sure. So I, I wonder if 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 the emphasis has completely changed that people who normally love basketball, love the NBA, love the Jazz, love uh, the end of the regular season and the playoffs. I wonder if they will. Uh, be somehow compromised with uh, with their their passion if others choose to leave the bubble. Now that's a pretty darn good reason to leave, and I'm not saying that he shouldn't, but I I wonder how that's going to go because it's more punitive than it typically would be. If someone has a baby, uh, they usually leave for a day or two, but in this case they'll they'll leave and then they'll. Have to sit out. If I'm trying to remember what it was in the original guidelines, Jake. I think was he has to get th- two negative tests, and then and there's, three days or something. There's 24 hours in between. Uh, we can we can look it up. Yeah, I mean it, it is longer than it typically would be, but you know, I mean, you're right. It's unusual circumstances all the way around. You make the best of it. Well, in and in in Mike's case, if we're talking about how this community and jazz fans would react to that. Given that uh, the major how the majority of us feel about the family, I'm guessing they'd be on board. Yeah, I know I would be. I know yes. you would be. Uh, I don't. I, I don't am. know about uh, Austin, but uh, <laughs> given his passion for fatherhood, I'm guessing that he would be on board. So I. I mean, yeah. These we can we can really get caught up in the details, Gordon. I know you can really get lost in it, and you could get irate at the rule breakers. 
that would would how dare they subvert the bubble? But it, I, you know, actually, to tell you the truth, Jake, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. Me? Because yes, I remember a young Jake Scott before you had a family. You were not necessarily the most uh, understanding young fella in the world when people would have issues that they had to address. You know, if I remember a certain conversation we had. One, once upon a time, but as you have experienced being married and having a family, you now understand those things better. <laughs> I don't think, I know what conversation you're talking about, but I don't think I would, maybe I'm wrong, maybe 20 whatever me would have uh, looked down on somebody for missing a sporting event for the birth of their child, but I would hope not. I don't know, but the point is that that's the way you feel now, that's the way I feel, and that's the way most um, uh, warm human beings would feel. I really, you know what, I really, uh, what's the right word, sympathize, I guess, uh, or or uh, um, Mike Conley, what a decision. I mean, you're going to be basically gone for the last month of uh, pregnancy. I mean, that's a, that's, yeah. a, that's a stressful time for a pregnant woman from my <laughs> observation. And uh, that's... You know, that's a sacrifice his family's making. And, yeah, they're going to be rewarded for it, and I get it. There's a lot on the line, and good for him for doing it. But, that man, that's not easy. That's not and, an easy decision But, but a man make. of his means probably can either provide a nanny or somebody uh, or a family member can come in. and It's not the same. I get well, it. It is yeah, a sacrifice. I'm not, I'm no, I'm not worried that his, his spouse is going to starve. <laughs> It doesn't Maybe make it any. Said, Get on out of there and go earn some money. Doesn't make know. it any easier for a father to leave a. Uh, I'm not sure is is Mike married or not. A, a, yes, he they are married. I, I, you know, for a father to to leave his wife in the ninth month of pregnancy. Come, on, I don't care if if she's waited on hand and foot for the whole time. Nor That's does tough. His, his means make the delivery any easier Correct. on her. Yeah. Correct. Well, yeah, it won't make it easier. He'll be there for that. Well, Miss Conley, right? it says here your husband's net worth is a lot, so this labor <laughs> will be easy. Ready well, to go. You, you know, so no, you, I never diminished that. I never said that that was the case, you, but he'll have enough time to get there in time for the, you know, the... Will he? I mean, what stuff. if it's what if it's un, uh, unexpected? That's actually a, a risk he's running. I, I don't know about your girls, Gordon, um, and their situations, but I know the day we had our daughter, we were not expecting to have our daughter that day. Mm. Well, then have him <laughs> have him have that Learjet all warmed up and ready, baby. Right? Yeah, one hundred percent. But I mean, he he's certainly running that risk. That's tough. Mm. I mm. felt for him today uh, talking about that situation. I really did. And it doesn't sound like, you know, there was the, the you know, there was much to, we'll play that at four, by the way, those comments. It, it sounds like his family's on board, you know, but I mean, that can't be easy. Can't be easy for the Conley crew. Yeah, I, 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 I believe me. I, there are things that are more important than others. And that's one of the most important things you can uh, ever be involved in. So is going out to find a date in downtown Orlando. It's important. <laughs> Really important. All right. Stay tuned. We need to get to the topic of the day. Morgan Scally and uh, his fate at the University of Utah was decided today. And uh, we'll break down what we learned next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Band of the day today is the Stone Temple Pilots, selected by Gordon and brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. For the latest tour news and artist insight, check them out, livenation.com. Gordon, let's uh, let's officially get into the split story of the day. Let's uh, talk about what's going on with Morgan Scally. Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. You talk, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Extremely sorry. First and foremost, let me be clear. I am against racism of any kind. And I'm determined to take an active role at the university and in my community in being part of the solution and change. I want to apologize to the young men I have coached and am coaching currently. I had the opportunity to address the full team yesterday morning, and I expressed to them the complete embarrassment I feel for having hurt them and my fellow colleagues in any way. I've reached out to many of my former teammates, players, uh, to offer my apologies, but uh, have not had the opportunity of connecting with all of them. So, gentlemen, if you're listening, I apologize. Excuse me. I apologize. I sincerely hope that you will give me the opportunity to gain that trust back. That was Morgan Scally today on a Zoom press conference involving Mark Harlan, athletic director at Utah, Kyle Whittingham, head football coach at Utah, and Morgan Scally, who retains his defensive coordinator position at the University of Utah football program, program, Gordon. Uh, This is fallout, of course, from the 2013 text message accidentally sent to to a recruit in which uh, the N-word was used. Uh, They launched an investigation involving a law firm and I think it's it's Hughes Blackwell, Gordon, H-U-S-C-H. Am I pronouncing that correctly? I'm not sure, 100%. Um, long story short, the, the punishment, Morgan Scalini is no longer the head coach in waiting. And uh, he got his pay cut almost in half, Gordon. He went from $1.1 million per year down to $525,000 per year. And uh, I want to... I want to give you first bite at the apple on this one because I'm really curious to to hear your thoughts as I'm wrestling with some pretty major issues in my own mind. What uh, what has been your reaction thus far, Gordon? Well, wrestling is a good word because I reasonable people can wrestle over what should happen with this. Uh, reasonable people uh, can think that he should have lost his job completely, uh, and reasonable people can think, uh, okay. Uh, you cut, like you said, you cut his salary in half. You take away his head coach and waiting status. Those are that. That is really, really punitive. Um, but there are, and that okay. So that's a standpoint of where you stand on a on a moral issue, and how you feel about that. I, I think reasonable people can fall on both sides of that. And I, what I base that on is some of the comments made by some of the black uh, colleagues he has in the program and some of the guys we've had on our show who played for him who have said that they don't think that represents who he is. So I I give uh, a lot of weight to that. Uh, uh, I'm glad I didn't have to make that decision. But the fact that it was made the way it was, 
Um, I, it, it is what it is. And then where do you go from there? I mean, there might be fans of the University of Utah football who think, okay, this, how is he going to recruit now? And I know others have talked about this and others have explained it away. Say everybody makes mistakes. Uh, everybody, uh, nobody's perfect, all that sort of thing. But that, that doesn't really matter so much in this particular day and age. I mean, no white man has the right to use the word that we think he used. Right? Well, there's we no, don't there's own no, hold that. On, hold on. There's no think in it. You yeah. used it. You we don't own that it. word. We can't use that word. I don't care if you're trying to be cool. I don't care if you're not racist, but you're just trying to hang with the guy. What, what are you doing? We, we don't own that word. We can't use that word. And so uh, I, I think it is a fireable offense. Uh, but on the other hand, I, I don't necessarily absolutely say he should be fired. It would depend on my conversations with the people around the program. And I assume that's what the investigators did. They had to. So you can argue back and forth on that. What do you mean they had to? Just out of curiosity. Well, they had to in their investigation, didn't they? I mean, you would have to talk to people within the program. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So that's one discussion that we can have. But then you, you 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 move forward from there. The effect on the program as a whole. We know the way recruiting works enough that negative recruiting is a big part of recruiting, and that is going to be swung like a sledgehammer when people are are going up against the Utes and recruiting. They are going to bring that up time and time again. And Morgan Scally was one of the Utes' best recruiters, but there is a negative consequence that comes with association. So when the other coaches go out to recruit, they're going to have to explain what happened with Morgan. And and that's and that can be and probably will be an issue. All right. So let let me start here real quick, Gordon, by saying that that overall I'm happy for my friend Morgan Scally. That he's going to keep his career for now and keep his his job. I've I've been on the record saying I I know and like Morgan very much. I don't believe he's a racist. In fact, uh, even uh, speaking of the players that uh, that came on the air with us on this station, they were asked point blank if they thought Morgan was a racist, and they said no. In fact, those players also were asked if if they thought Morgan should uh, lose his job, and they said no. And so uh, the, there's there's that part of me that. That you know, I'm happy. I'm happy for Morgan's family and and Morgan, in and of itself. But does that make that the right this the right decision for this situation? I mean, we could we could discuss that. I I the the thing with the report from the law firm that I don't like is it it hasn't changed what has happened. It, it doesn't change anything. We did the, most of the people interviewed for that report went on record with our station and other outlets. They weren't hiding from it. What what new information did we get today? Morgan himself admitted uh, to to using the word, and I don't believe, and this I guess is my opinion because I don't know if this is 100 percent fact. I don't believe that he used that word aggressively in a negative tone. I think it was uh, he got too comfortable and was naive to the situation. That's that's my belief. I uh, Mo Lee. 
when he was interviewed for The Athletic, um, he said, I have, I'm from Florida. I have seen racists, and Morgan is not a racist. I could tell you that. Morgan is not a racist. Now, uh, I, I think that's what they're trying to broadcast with this investigation from a hand-picked law firm. But does that make it the best? Does does proceeding with Morgan Scally, is that the best decision for the university and for the football program, given the scarlet letter that he is going to wear for the rest of his life, whether it is fair or not, this is going to follow him forever. And now because of this decision today, it's also going to follow the University of Utah forever. So I this is this this is why I was not looking forward to talking about this, because this is an impossible discussion. And if we get into the pattern of how the University of Utah itself deals with crisis, I think there's a lot of things to be concerned about there, too. So I I guess I I wanted you to go first. I'm glad you went the direction that you did, because there's there's so much to get into with with this conversation and with this circumstance. So I want to start off by giving my personal thoughts and feelings about Morgan Scally, and I'm happy for him today. However, that does not make it necessarily the right thing to do. Yeah, it sounds like you and I uh, are uh, thinking along the same lines then, and for good reason. I mean, I think it's the right path to take. Uh, but, you know, I, we all know Morgan we all think he's a nice guy. We, uh, we, based on our conversations with people who have worked around him, who have said he's not a racist, that's uh, easy for us to believe because we know him. Uh, but like you said, it doesn't wipe away the reality that he used a word he can't use and that that does reflect upon the university. It does reflect upon the football program. It does have an impact on that program. Now, I don't know whether they're going to lose recruits because uh, because of it. They are. Uh, they are. And, it's impossible uh, well, you, to say that they wouldn't. Well, you would think so. Uh, and, and in They'll the reality, lose donors because of it, too. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I haven't asked around about that. But it is a bad look for the university and for the football program. You're right. It's attached to him. It's attached to them because he's attached to them. Yep. And I don't know whether how effective it is for anybody to go around and say, yeah, but he got his, he got his paycheck sliced in half. Yeah, but he, he, he's not the head coach in waiting anymore. In fact, I would predict that he would never be the head coach at the University of Utah uh, after this. Oh, he won't. It's, it, it's going to follow him. That, it's that firmly attached to him. And that's painful for him. There's no doubt about it. He was the, he was the guy. He was the guy. In waiting, you know, Gordon. He's still, he's, not gonna, he's not going to be around for much longer. I mean, he's not. He's, he's said a thousand times he's not going to coach into on and on and on. And so this was the guy who was going to take his place. So it is punitive, okay. but that's not going to explain a way to a recruit or explain a way to somebody who makes assumptions about Utah's football program and what goes on there and what the attitude is of of a coach or some coaches or whoever uh, because he's still attached to the program. I mean, you can call it punitive, Gordon, uh, but I mean, Morgan, Morgan was, was uh, something was taken away from him that he never had in the first place. And he's still making half. He a did million. have, he had a promise. 
yeah, well, you can promise in one hand and spit in the other, and I'll tell you which one's going to fill up faster. Not yeah, to mention that he didn't on. have it. He was, and he he's was still making half a million dollars a year. And he's still number two in on that coaching staff. I listen. All that is just signaling to somebody that you're doing. Ju- Today was about doing just enough to get what they wanted, and they wanted Morgan to stay. And and again, I'm happy for Morgan personally. That's great. But they did just enough to say uh, to the crowd out there, to our listeners, say, "Is this enough? Is this enough so that you'll still donate and come to our product?" I mean, that's that's what this was today. Uh, man, I, maybe maybe that's what it was. I I swear I hope that's not what it was. I mean, because if that's what, then the whole thing is BS. That's what they did with Chris Hill in the swim controversy. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, I, it's I know. They, they I they, know, but this is they this fired is... a vice president. And they said, "Hey, everyone, is that enough? Is yeah. that enough? Did we do enough?" <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. what today was about, whether whether you want to think of it as uh, justice or, or what. This is the university covering their backside by saying, OK, we're going to do something because we know it was wrong. And we just hope we can have our cake and eat it, too, that we can keep our guy who we dearly love and fend off the backlash. They, they, they released this, Gordon, the, the two days before July 4th weekend. Yeah. And, and Coach uh, Witt, Coach Witt, uh, and he did this very innocently. He goes, wow, I don't know why this took so long. I do. Because you're waiting for the right time, for the time to do it when you can get away with it. If what and you're we, saying- can, we can lie to ourselves all we want because we like Morgan, and I like him very much. And again, I'm happy for him today, personally. But come on, what are we talking about here? And, and if we're going to be doing sports virtue signal radio... Well, let's let's do it. Let's apply those let's apply those values across the board, even when we like a guy. I'm not saying that what you are saying is not correct, but I just can't state what you just did as a fact because I don't know. I don't know that's what happened here. Now you can say, well, if it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, it's a duck, and you can draw that conclusion. I certainly understand why you might feel that way. But if that is the reason they're doing this, it could end up and probably will end up backfiring on them. Well, it's because because of what I said earlier. Yeah, you can talk all you want about, well, the salary is sliced in half. He's no longer the coach in waiting, but he still represents your program and people still know what he said. And so to the recruits in his living room, it doesn't take a whole lot these days for a guy to just say, I get out of here. Come on. Let me. Let and, uh, me. I'm not even going to give you a chance to say the next sentence because oh, I I know what I know. I know what I heard. I know what I've been informed about, and I know what a couple of his players said. Now, not all of his players, and a lot of his players were defending him, but a couple of his players said that oh, this is the truth that came out. I don't want anything to do with it, and you've chosen to attach your program to him and him to your program. And so if, if that's what they were trying to do, soft shoe this thing, then they, they, they've got other things coming their way that they may not be expecting that they should expect because people just don't explain away that kind of thing, not in this, in the climate we're in right now. Well, I'd love to hear some, some feedback. Leave us some open mics on the open mic feature on the Zone Sports Network app. Let's, let's really talk about this. Tweet us at Jake Scott Zone, at Gordon Monson. But let me ask you this, and let me ask our listeners out there this, and I want people to think about it. If this happened at BYU, what are we talking about today? 
I imagine we'd be talking about the same way we are now. Heck no, he'd be out. He'd be out, out, out. You think BYU could could BYU in the in the church's history in this particular topic? You think there would be any way they could say, "Oh, we we docked his pay and we took away a promise." Not a chance. I don't know. I, I don't know. What oh they would man, do it would be the number one story at USA Today. It would be numero uno. BYU coach says racial slur. And it, you know what? It was the number one topic of the day, I guess, on ESPN when, when it happened with Morgan Scally. But if BYU tried to do what Utah's doing, no way. No way they'd get away with it. Oh, well, wasn't the University of Utah founded by Brigham Young? What does that have to do with anything? Well, I don't know. It's the same. There might be a connection there. I don't know, Jake. I, I can't. I can't really speculate about that. All I'm just trying to judge this for what it is, and uh, it doesn't matter what anybody else would do or what would happen if they did whatever it is that they do. But in the case of Utah, they're going to have to explain. It's just like you said. He'll have a scarlet letter with him from now until for the rest of his career. Well, as long as he works for the University of Utah, that same letter is etched into the program's forehead and explanations will have to come forward. And again, whether it's justified or not, whether we like Morgan or not, whether he can have every former players, every coached or not, this this will follow him. Yeah, the explanation there will be, yeah, but at the end of the pitch. And don't tell me other recruiters won't be using that because they will single yep. day. Mm-hmm. And I, I've I've got another example for you. We can get to it coming up next. Uh, it is the big show. Uh, we want to remind you about our friends at Syringa Networks, home to complete business telecom and IT solutions, backed by an industry leading SLA that guarantees the uptime your business needs. It's effective communication for 21st century Utah. Get started now at syringanetworks.net. More straight ahead. 97.5 and 1280 of the zone. All right, Gordon, a lot of good feedback coming in. Let us know. We can always agree and disagree on this show. There's no doubt about it. Talking about uh, Morgan Scally today retaining his job at the University of Utah. Um, let's go with uh, Jeremy, who uh, appears to be a BYU fan, just by his, the BYU helmet on his uh, avatar here. says, I think most people are willing to forgive Morgan Scally, and time should heal all wounds, especially if he's more sensitive and more understanding of how he acts from here on out. Um... Let's see. I'll, I'll follow it up with this. John says uh, on Twitter, couldn't you also say the university extended forgiveness? Everyone knows he's not a racist. From what I understand, the recruit and his family forgave should be end of story. Uh, I, if we were talking about justice and forgiveness, I, I, would, I would completely agree. And I think uh, Morgan can earn your forgiveness, Jeremy, and uh, the forgiveness of, of fans. What what I guess the, the, the conversation that I'm trying to have is, is whether we believe that or not, or, and, and whether the university believes in forgiveness or not, doesn't matter when we're talking about this particular topic. Unfortunately, whether you think that's right or wrong, on this particular topic, it does not matter. I'll give you an example, Gordon. If you said that word on the air right now, guess how many radio shows you're going to do for the rest of your career? Zero. 
It, it wouldn't. It, I mean, we could all know your heart deep down in it. What a great person you are. And you would have an army of great people vouching for you and you would not do another day of radio. And why is that? That's how the society is dealing with this particular issue. Right or wrong. Uh, Riley Cooper, and you can look into this. Riley Cooper, the receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles, said that word at a concert. It showed up on videotape. Chip Kelly showed him forgiveness, kept him on the team while simultaneously trading LaShawn McCoy. Chip Kelly lost all credibility with all of his players, all of them. And his career has never been the same. And if you look at UCLA, what's going on right now is players don't trust him so much. They want a third independent party to observe his COVID-19 protocols so that he doesn't put their lives at risk. They don't trust him that much. It all started with him saying, you know what, Riley Cooper, I forgive you. So, yes, forgiveness, I, I think, is a value. But on this particular issue, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I love Morgan Scally. Again, personally, I am happy he's still employed. I'm happy for him and his family, and I'd be more than happy to to forgive. I think all of his emotion will play his press conference coming up next. I think it was all 100% genuine, 100%. He feels, he loves, he's a great guy, but unfortunately he's made a mistake that it's nearly impossible to go back from. I like the way you said that, Jake, and it's, it's, it's the way – this issue is framed in this day and age. It's um, and, and really, I understand why it's framed that way. When uh, too much damage has been done with that kind of language through the years. And I think the world in which we live right now is fed up with it. And that's why it's uh, it's being thought of the way it is with a lot of people. All right, I want to remind you about our friends at ARUP. The 4th of July weekend will be busy out on the road, and ARUP wants to be ahead of the game. Hanson Scotty going to be there on Thursday. That'd be tomorrow from 10 to 2. They're open from 10 to 7. They'd love to see you. Check out utahblood.org for all of the details or simply go down there and and see the guys coming up tomorrow. All right, we're going to play that uh, uh, most of that press conference for you coming up right around the corner. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.